Hey, I'm Jonathan Alexander, one of the Panthers beat writers here at the Charlotte Observer. And I'm Elena Getzberg, the other Panthers beat writer at the Observer. And you're listening to Panthers Tracks. So the Panthers are back um, from their final, finally, uh, bye week after week 13. Um, they had to wait so long. And, uh, we had to wait so long. <laughs> yeah, we had to wait so long, too. Yeah, it was much needed. Uh, but when they came back, uh, you know, the, the day after their game, actually, um, they got um, somebody who was placed on the COVID-19 list, Yeto Gross Matos. A few days later, practice squad player Bruce Hector was placed on the um, COVID-19 list. And then just Monday, the Panthers announced that they were placing eight additional players, eight, uh, so 10 total on this COVID-19 reserve list, which I should start by saying means that you either tested positive for COVID or you were exposed You were exposed to someone who tested positive. Elena, what did you make of it? What do you know? What does that mean for the Panthers? You know, everyone told us to expect their, and told the teams to expect more positive cases after Thanksgiving with, you know, in the winter months and we're seeing it for the Panthers. This is the most, I mean, eight in one day is wild. And, you know, it's it's kind of representative not to get like too outside of football on this, but it's representative of what's happening around the country. You know, there's an increase in Charlotte as well in North Carolina. So it's kind of goes along with that. You don't know for sure, but a lot of those guys are, as you said, you know, kind of those close contact designations. So they have a good chance of being available Sunday if they do not test positive, but it is concerning. It's something to watch, and the Panthers are going to be down some players Sunday. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see how that impacts other guys who will then get opportunities with at least a couple guys missing. You know, you saw what happened to the Baltimore Ravens a few weeks ago where they had about 23 players test positive and a player test positive for 10 consecutive days. Uh, Tennessee Titans had their issues. Both of those teams had to uh, reschedule their games, and the Ravens game got rescheduled all the way to Wednesday. Um, you know, their roster was depleted. The Denver Broncos didn't have any quarterbacks a couple weeks ago or a week ago and had to use the practice squad hours here. You don't want to see, you know, you, you hope that that doesn't happen. Uh, with the Panthers, hope that nobody really tests positive. But, you know, that's that could be a reality here if, 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 if things do get worse. But, you know, they're putting in the contact tracing efforts. You know, like Elena said, it does not necessarily mean that all these players will not play. They have to test negative uh, for, I believe, four consecutive days or the five consecutive days and not show any symptoms. And if they do that, you know, they can return to the field. But, you know, if one of particularly you got to watch that defensive line, particularly the defensive tackles. I mean, you tweeted it yesterday. There's no other defensive tackle on the active roster. I didn't know it was that grim. I knew it was very grim because they've been, you know, slim at defensive tackle this whole time. After yeah. Obama has had to play defensive tackle. And if you don't have Derek Brown and Zach Kerr who are on this list, and I also mentioned Curtis Samuel, DJ Moore, or Shaq Thompson is on that list. But if Zach Kerr and Derek Brown are not there, you have to rely on Brandon Roy to start, F.A. Obata, and then you got to bring up somebody from the practice squad. There's guys you can get flexible with, but Bravion Roy is the only guy listed as defensive tackle on the active roster currently. And I think, you know, we there's been issues on that defensive line this year. It's not like it's been a position group that's been perfect. Um, so I think it's a concern. I mean, I think 
there's a couple guys on the practice squad who maybe you know they're gonna might get opportunities. It might be interesting to see how they do, but they're on the practice squad for a reason. So <laughs> I just think it's something to watch. And then I think you also, I mean, it'll be interesting linebacker too. I mean, even if Shaq Thompson plays, like you know someone in practice is going to get more snaps. Shaq Thompson's not going to be at practice this week either way. So like, who's going to get those linebacker is not a deep position um, for the Panthers yeah. at all. So that's going to be interesting too, to see like, you know, these are positions, the Panthers that the depth isn't necessarily there. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah. And Shaq is the mic, you know, he yeah. calls plays, he's the leader. I mean, he, you know, he famously cursed everybody out after that loss. <laughs> of the I mean, he's the he's he's the the heart of that defense, and then I don't know who you. I guess you put that in Tyler Whitehead's hands, who really lost his starting job last week. Uh, I mean, that's a good question: Who do you put that mic on? I don't know if it's to hear. I don't know if he's playing or not. Yeah, it's I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Jeremy Chen has been the best. Uh, I can't. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know that you put it on him, and that would be his first time. I would assume that would be his first time ever. That would be a lot to ask, but it'd be a lot to ask. Carter, maybe are you that high on him? You know, he's been playing well, but has he playing that well? I don't know. I think it, they're gonna hope Shaq Thompson is available because otherwise, like, look at this conversation we're having. I mean, Jeremy, that's a lot to give Jeremy Chin with everything else he does. A few weeks back, when Joey Sly and uh, Trent Scott were on the COVID list and they were able to return in time for the game. And yeah, it's a similar didn't... situation to that. We're going to see with a lot. Uh, I think a few of these guys were, you know, they're on the list, but like Joey Sly came back on Saturday and kicked fine. So it's that yeah. kind of situation. Yeah. So I know the NFL and Panthers are looking into it and to see if any protocols were were broken. Now I'd be curious to see, you know, if it's, if it does get bad, whether this game gets postponed. We'd have to see more guys pop up on the list throughout the week for this game. The NFL has shown that it does not have want to move a game unless it absolutely has to. Uh, yeah, the NFL didn't show any sympathy for the Broncos. <laughs> Even Christian McCaffrey talked about that. Yeah, speaking of Christian McCaffrey, he's coming back. You know, Panthers have four more games. There was question about whether Christian McCaffrey should play. The last four games, given the injury, um, given that the Panthers were mathematically eliminated from the playoffs and, and really didn't have much to play for. But uh, he and Matt Rule kind of nipped that in the bud. Here's audio of of what Matt Rule said. I just wouldn't be able to look the fans in the eye if if I said, like, hey, we're not going to try to win these games. And more importantly, I wouldn't be able to, you know, it's just not what I am. I'm I'm here to try to I'm here to try to win. And I think the players are here to try to win. And um we, we want, I said from the very beginning, like I want to make this like a serious football place. And what I mean is when you start in my mind, when you start like saying, Hey, these games are more important than these. And you know, you're only doing it for something tangible. Then it, again, I think you lose the moral high ground. If that makes any sense. I just think it's our job to go out and play as hard as we can and, and try to win and, and try to be a great team for all the people that are watching. So that's what we're going to try to do. And if Christian's healthy, I know him, the competitor he is, he'll want to play. And if, if he's not healthy, I'll be the first guy saying, hey, bro, don't go out there. But that thought of, hey, sitting a guy for the last four games a year to get him ready for next year, I just, you know, I, I'm not, I haven't had that. So Matt Will, Will was pretty frank. You know, he, he, he plans to, to win these last four games. And I think that says a lot. Of, I think a lot of fans probably want them to lose so they could get a higher draft pick. But, um, you know, as we've written in our mailbags time and time again, it's not Matt Rule's style to tank it's not to lose on purpose and and given that this is his first season it doesn't 
makes sense for him to tank, especially if he's trying to establish a culture that is the total opposite. If I was a fan, I think that's what you'd want in your head coach, someone who like wants to win. I know tanking is like fashionable and all that, but when you look at also these next four games and yeah, they have the Broncos this weekend, but they also have to play, then they play, go to Green Bay and play the Packers and they end the season hosting the Saints and now Washington like looks okay and you know Ron Rivera is going to want to beat the Panthers. So it's not like they have an easy last four games where it's like even if they do everything they can to win, they're going to win out or like anything like that. They have a really tough last quarter of the season. So it's not a surprise that Matt Rule, like you said, we've been writing about it. That's how Matt Rule came across when he was hired. He wants to win. And I would just say, like, when you think about Christian specifically, too, like, I think that's where a lot of, like, oh, you know, protect him. You know, he's he's on this big contract that hasn't even technically started. You know, like, that is still yeah. the club. And it's, I just think, you know, Christian wants to play so bad. Like, and if you've ever heard Christian McCaffrey talk, you're like, he, he wants to play so much. And, like, the amount he's had to sit out this year, like, it's a big – it is risky because, like, what if he does get hurt again? I mean, oh, my God. Yeah. That, that would be – that's just horrible on multiple accounts for him, for the team. You know, like, that's just not how you want to end a season. Um, but I think – don't we need to see what this offense can look like? Like, when you're considering the off season, like, I think there is an element to, like, there's going to be a lot of tough decisions made in terms of possibly drafting a quarterback, all that. I think it's – helpful to get at least a couple games in with your offense close to what it could have been because Christian was supposed to be such a huge part of the offense. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And, you know, it's hard to fully evaluate Teddy Bridgewater and whether he's the right answer for the long-term future of the Panthers program when he hasn't had his best weapon for um, about three-fourths of the season. Probably. Nine games, so, yeah, exactly. So. so You know, it's, it's not really fair to judge him. I mean, imagine if you had your best weapon along with DJ Moore and, and Robbie Anderson and Curtis Samuel. Maybe this might be a little bit different. Maybe yeah. the season might be a little bit different. So, you know, it's the right call to, to, to play Christian if he can't further hurt himself. A hundred percent healthy. Yeah. <laughs> that's what we saw last week, right? I mean, not last week. You know, the Vikings game, he probably could have played in that game. I mean, he practiced some all week. But, like, they were like, nah, let's not. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, why? He has another week to heal with the bye week. You, we've seen them be very careful with Christian. You know, we're also going to see Mike Davis as a free agent this offseason. You know, we've seen a lot of him, but it can't hurt to get more take to be like, hey, do we want to pay this guy again as Christian's backup? Has he proven that or do we want to look elsewhere? Yeah, absolutely. All those are, are very much true. Depends to have a lot of people coming up uh, to make decisions on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Curtis, Taylor Moten. Should have signed Taylor Moten a long time ago. Rasul Douglas, I think that's an interesting one to add. You know, like, dude, he's probably going to want a good amount of money. Is he playing? He's played well. He played really well at the start of the season. Is he playing as well still? I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot of decisions to be made. Absolutely. Joey Sly. <laughs> Joey Sly. Oh my goodness, that that's an interesting one. And and, and Matt Rule kind of addressed it, but I don't know. He to to me, he seemed like he was kind of in between yesterday. Like. He wanted to hold Joy Sly accountable, but keep him uh, confident at the same time. I mean, I think there does need to be an evaluation of Joy Sly because he has shown that he hasn't been able to make those kicks at the 
in the games, and that's going to be crucial if you want. Uh, you can't put the. I'm not saying put the full blame on Joey Sly for the loss, but you know if you do want to win those games, part of that is having a kicker who is clutch in those situations. I mean, and I thought it was interesting. Matt Rule, he was like, you know, young players, they either learn from their mistakes or that's kind of, you know, it's they don't. I do think it's something they will evaluate in the offseason for sure. All right, so we're moving on to our third segment, um, what's trending, overreaction or underreaction. Uh, the Panthers have four games left, and they'll lose the remaining four games against Washington's football team against the Green Bay Packers, against the Denver Broncos, and against the New Orleans Saints? Overreaction or underreaction? I think it's an overreaction as I sit here today because I think they have, even with the COVID and all of that, I think they have a chance to win Sunday. And then the other, I do think they still have a chance. I think the Broncos' offense is not – Great, <laughs> but the you know defense might be missing some guys, and then I think that Saints game, while the Saints look very good and all that, that game might not mean anything to New Orleans. There's a chance. So if New Orleans is playing like all backups, and the Panthers care more about winning, I think, and it's at home too. I think there's a slight, slight chance that if that game's mean game means nothing for New Orleans, they could pull it out. Yeah. That's a good point. And I picked the Panthers to finish 5 and 11 before the season. I'm sticking to that. Um, I think Washington's going to be a tough out, much more tougher than I thought two weeks ago, um, especially after that latest win to the Steelers. Um, Pence can beat the Broncos. I don't know how um, this COVID situation will shake up, which could present problems for the Broncos aren't that good. Yeah. Saints, just like you said, it's going to be uh, – one of the last games, and they might be sitting people. Panthers could win that. Um, Packers, I'm just going to go ahead and chuck that as a loss. Um, but the, Pan- the Panthers will win. I think it's on par, but I think the Panthers will win uh, at least one of those games. Yeah. I mean, I had them finishing 4-12, and 12 and, like, while I do think it's an overreaction, I could totally see it happening. Like, there's not an easy – there's not – you don't look at this schedule, especially with the – even before the COVID situation, honestly, the Denver's, like, kept up with Kansas City. So it's not like they're an easy out. Um, (laughs) I think there is a chance that they lose out. There's definitely a chance. It's not an easy last four games. Yeah, for sure. All right, next one. If the Panthers get a top ten pick, they should draft a quarterback. Overreaction or underreaction? I think it's an overreaction to an extent – I firmly believe, and I will continue this through the draft, that they should only take a quarterback if they really believe that he's their quarterback of the future. Otherwise, I think it's a waste of a pick. Um, We've seen teams draft quarterbacks early. I think no shots at Mitch Trubisky, but he comes to mind where it's like they draft a quarterback to draft one and they think he's going to be a hit and then it doesn't work out. So I, Marty Herney drafted cam that he knows what he wants in a franchise quarterback because that was a great that was a great pick but mm. i think um being smart about it it is the right call and there's just so many needs on this team and there's going to be some great players available when they pick that they should and they have teddy teddy staying for another year like mm. that's how the contract works like he could go after that but he's going to be around so only only if it's like 
they fall in love with a guy and see him being their guy of the future. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I think the fans have more needs than quarterback ahead of quarterback. Uh, mm-hmm. I think Teddy Bridgewater can win, you know, when everything's there. With years under the system, I think he can win. Um, I think the Panthers can't win without a pass rush. I think the Panthers can't win without a really good linebacker. Um, and I think the Panthers can't win without a better secondary. They can win with Teddy Bridgewater if the majority of their pieces are there. And I think the Panthers can't win if they don't have somebody at offensive tackle. The um, offensive line situation is like yeah. – uh, not you. I mean, tackle is a huge, but like the guards too. They don't have guards of the future. On mm-hmm. like they, there's. I mean, Dennis Daly has looked good. Trent Scott's looked good. They can both play tackle and guard, but like neither's mm-hmm. under contract for like. You know, Dennis Daly's so young, but Trent Scott's not under contract forever. Like they have to figure out their future at those positions. Yeah, it's it's so easy to put the blame on all the blame on the quarterback and not look at the full scope of things. Um, you know, it's so easy to fall in love with with people who can do dynamic things like Cam used, was was able to do for Carolina with, you know, Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. It's so easy to fall in love with that and want that and want that for your team to forget that, you know, you have all these other needs that are crucial, you know, to the winning, to, to what goes into winning that uh, I think the Panthers have to, you know, take that into account too. So I think it's a little bit of an overreaction. But if the right guy is there, if the perfect guy is there, and you see that he's that guy, then sure, you take him. But if he's not, not don't. I don't think you should. Um, and last, um, overreaction, underreaction, Joe Brady will be a head coach next season. Mm, I don't think – I guess it's an overreaction because I don't think it's guaranteed. Um, there are I, what I am. What's going to work in his favor is it looks like there's going to be a lot of openings. <laughs> like there's going to be like a lot of people looking for a head coach. At least you know based on what we've seen so far, there's a few jobs that need to be filled. Um, but I don't think I think he's so young. Um, I do think at some point he will be an NFL head coach. I don't think anyone's doesn't think that that that's in his. Some team is going to take a chance on him. I see it more for next next year like I think that makes more sense once he has two full seasons under his belt I wouldn't be he'll get interviews this year for sure like someone's gonna want to talk to him and all of that um and I could see someone being like let's do it let's take a chance but I <laughs> and it's definitely a possibility but I think if I was you know hiring I might want him to get another year under his belt yeah it, it, it would make sense for me you know to see him head coach, not next year, but the year after that as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the Panthers haven't been great offensively. I mean, you definitely see the potential um, that he has, and, and you see different, you know, uh, wrinkles in the offense that are that are excited. But, you know, I think another year, second year in the system, everybody learning only helps Joe Brady. Mm-hmm. And I think he – A full offseason. Yeah, after an offseason, a full offseason finally. Um, I think that'll definitely help him for sure. Um, and I think more teams will be willing to make that hire once they've seen that um, yeah. from him. We also so. want someone who, like, you know, this was his first year as an offensive coordinator ever. So, like, yeah. I, I think for him, like, he's clearly, like, knows football. And, like, we've seen this offense. This offense is fun to watch. Like, they have their issues and all that, but, like, and you yeah. know they're missing Christian, but they're fun to watch. So I definitely think 
that's going to happen. Like, like we agree on there's going to happen at some point. It just maybe, I mean, it won't be like the worst thing in the world if it's not this off season specifically. So that's our show. If you like this podcast and want to see more projects like this, please subscribe to the Charlotte Observer Sportscast. We get unlimited digital access to our sports section with our current deal for 99 cents for each of the first three months of your subscription. That includes coverage of the Panthers, the Hornets, NASCAR, UNC Charlotte, high school sports, UNC Chapel Hill, Duke, NC State, and more. You can find the Sports Pass at charlotteobserver.com slash sportspass.